Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Uh, what advice do you have for people trying to slide into the DMs? Like, how should they craft it? Um, so I think mine said this. Hi, don't ask how I know about you because that's just going to make this conversation weird. Um, if you're single and ever in Denver, I would love to take you on a date. If you're not single... And if you're not interested, then just take this as a compliment compliment tonight to make your day tomorrow. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Shooters Gotta Shoot. I am your co-host, Erica Sparrow. And I'm Molly Demilier. And we've got... A really great episode for you guys this week featuring Ben Higgins from The Bachelor. Yes, so excited to talk to him. And he's, oh my God, he's the sweetest. Yeah, you can, you could definitely tell why he's picked and casted. Like, I didn't watch his season, but it just was like, oh, what a, like a good guy. Yeah. You're just like, what a good guy. So nice, honest. Yeah, just so pure. I just, I want to be his friend. Yeah, you could talk to him forever. Yeah. You're like, I'll be, I'll be stuck in an elevator with you, Ben. We'll be fine. (laughs) We'll be fine. We'll have a good time. But yeah, but first, before we get to our guest, guys, we are sponsored, as always, by Sunset Lake CBD. Uh, use our promo code SGS20 for 20% off, and it's sunsetlakecbd.com. And this month, we have a special promo going on with them with um, all flower products. Use the code FLOWERPOWER for an extra 50% off all flower products. Yes, all flower, 50% off, but uh, our favorite things have to be the CBD with melatonin and the gummies. Yeah. Oh my god. I've been I've been having some weird dreams, dude. I yeah. woke up to a, a really bad nightmare the other night. I was screaming in my sleep, but like I couldn't scream, so I woke up just being like, ah, "Really? Ah. Yeah." So you couldn't hear me. Um, and I couldn't get back to sleep, so I had to take some melatonin and knock myself out because it was like two o'clock in the morning. Damn. I was like, I got things to do. I can't have this. And I know what was the what was the nightmare about. Uh, is it like a reoccurring, like the same nightmare keeps happening? No, it wasn't. I usually don't remember my dream, so I'm not quite sure, but I had never remembered this one before. In my dream, I had gone to sleep. So it was like some inception shit, like mm-hmm. dream within a dream. And in my dream, I wake up and there is a man standing over my bed. <gasps> so it feels very, very real that like, there is a man standing uh, over my bed to attack I don't like me. That. And I was trying to scream, but because I was asleep, I couldn't scream. Yeah. And then I woke up for what felt like the second time, like gasping for air and like yelling a little bit. Oh, man. That's like, uh, have you ever had, what's it called? Like sleep paralysis? We were like no. half awake, half asleep, and you're trying to like move your arm and you, like you just can't move. No. Like it feels as if like you're in a coma, but can see, but can't talk and can't move. No, that's terrifying. It's very odd. Yeah. Hella terrifying. Uh, The other day, I had a dream that I woke up at 3 p.m. Oh, no. Just slept through my entire day of work. Just woke up to, like, my phone going off the rails. Oh, my God. Of, like, where are you? Are you okay? Like, like first off is being like, hey, 
we're in the morning meeting and then it's like erica where are you erica are you alive like, and that was i've never woken up so awake oh that <laughs> I woke is the up, worst grabbed my phone it was like 8 a.m i was like oh i'm fine oh but i was like wow hell of a, hell of a dream oh. that does not happen when i take the cbd though i will say that that really? was on my okay own. yeah 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 so Whew, yeah take that cbd keep the nightmares away yeah go to sunsetlakecbd.com <laughs> stay asleep don't wake up <laughs> yeah, just for a peaceful night's sleep yeah have some peace uh and use our code sgs20 for 20 percent off and sauce it on over the patreon guys we got a lot of good stuff going on over there a lot of behind the scenes content mm-hmm. and 30 percent off at sunset lake cbd yeah you'll be getting extra discounts extra giveaways uh and extra behind the scenes of the podcast and uh hot girl summer might be over but we are not slowing down no <laughs> we are not stopping <laughs> even ben in this episode encouraged us to not stop yeah we didn't need that encouragement yeah, we didn't. <laughs> he was like keep going i was yeah. like i i should stop <laughs> like, keep dating keep yeah. getting out there <laughs> like don't worry ben we have a patreon all about that yeah maybe ben will sign up yeah yeah maybe he'll join patreon.com slash shooters gotta shoot uh and your girls you might want to get on board so you know us when because uh we just hit 20k on the patreon hell i mean 20k on the instagram (laughs) (laughs) sorry Twenty thousand on the instagram it'd be amazing if each of those people were giving us money per month i think they will buying us a coffee one day we'll get some of them we'll get some of them over there yeah we will but we're doing good work people so thank you you're already here you're listening to this you know so tell your friends shit spread the word do it tag us tag us in your story tag ben and uh let's get on over to this episode yeah hell yeah You might know him from The Bachelor. Or heard his podcast, Almost Famous Podcast, and the Hope Still Wins Podcast. Or caught his book, Alone in Plain Sight. It's the founder of Generous Coffee, Ben Higgins. Welcome to the show. (laughs) I made it. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. We're so excited to talk to you today. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, and I I did not know that you were a basketball fan and a little bit of a player. Uh, You are joining us from post-surgery, so we appreciate you coming on after your injury. We We know how tough that can be. Yeah, I uh, I blew the knee out uh, playing basketball. Second time I've done a playing basketball. First time playing football. I think this time is going to be the one that officially tells me that my athletic days are going to continue with a golf course. <laughs> That's funny. That's why I quit tennis when I was young. They were like, "This is." Oh, really? I wanted to play something more exciting, and they were like, "But tennis, you could play forever." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah. so I'll do it later. <laughs> I'll play. I'll play basketball now because <laughs> that's, that's when good, I can." That's, you know? that's a good theory. I like where your head's at. Yeah, I think now's my time to say that later that they were talking about. I think is what I'm entering into. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so first, uh, most people probably know you from The Bachelor. Your current, uh, your fiance, correct? You're currently engaged. I am. Yes. Yes. Congratulations. Okay. Yes. Congrats. Thank you. I get married and like, so I'm uh, four weeks away from being able to put weight on my leg, and I'm six weeks away from getting married. So, oh, cutting it a little close. Yeah, let's see what happens. <laughs> Damn. At least you don't have to do like the big walk down the aisle. Yeah. You know, you're, you're really just already there. Yeah, I'm more of like a figurehead at this thing. I just stand there. I say yes, which is going to be a very easy answer for me. I'm very confident in this decision. I have zero stress about it. Um, that's about all I do. 
I think I say yes, and I think I stand there. <laughs> I think that's the spirit. Sounds yeah. like your marriage is on the right track. Um, <laughs> yeah. So real quick, before you were engaged, uh, can you share the story with our fans of how you met your fiance? So I was at a fundraiser in Nashville, Tennessee. And at this fundraiser, it was being held at close to the downtown. I was staying at the Hilton. Uh, I don't know if you if you know Nashville very well, but there's a Hilton right next to Bridgestone Arena. And um, there's a sports team checking into the the front desk and people were taking pictures of this sports team. And I didn't recognize the sports team. And so I went up to my room and I was like, I want to see on the Instagram location tags who's posted with this team. I don't know who this team is, right? Well, I got onto when I clicked location tags, Bridgestone Arena's pictures popped up and uh, her picture was one of those. And my buddies um, had encouraged me just a few weeks earlier, like, hey, you need to start messaging people on Instagram. Like that's the way like you need to be. And I was like, I don't know. That feels creepy. That feels weird. I have too many friends that have like that's backfired on. And I saw this. I, f- I saw Jess's picture at the time, and I was like, this feels creepy. So I'm gonna screenshot it because that's less weird. And I'm just gonna think about it. Well, as life happens, you kind of forget about it. And uh, it was Thanksgiving of that year, so it was about six months later. Um, my family and I were together we were taking pictures for Thanksgiving. My phone ran in a storage space. So I started going through old pictures to delete them. And I saw that picture and I had, uh, some, some stuff to drink. I think there's some confidence in there. <laughs> and, uh, I decided to message her. I said, Hey, if you're single and you're interested, I'd love to take you on a date. I was feeling, I was feeling myself, okay. um, obviously. And, uh, and well, it worked out because she messaged back. She said, I am single. And we never stopped talking since. Wow. So was she living in your city when you sent that though? No, no we did long distance up until this year. So we did long distance. I'm going to get the timing wrong. So I hope she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> we started dating in 2018, let's say, um, somewhere around there. She just moved here in January to Denver. And so she was in Nashville. So we did long distance for two years. Wow. Um, wow. Which is super interesting. We had a couple rules. Uh, we're not a big, I'm not a big rule guy. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a Christian. I grew up in the church. Uh, felt like faith was always associated with rules. It felt like it caused some damage to a lot of people. So I've kind of like, I'm anti rules really. Um, but we had to set some bad, I guess, some standards to our long distance relationship. Um, and, uh, and I think those worked, but yeah, we did it successfully for two years. It re- we never took a break. I never felt like there was like a, a law in our relationship. I just felt like there was a lot of like desire to be together. Wow. So when did you first meet in person? Uh, this is a funny story. So three weeks after we started talking, um, I have two restaurants in Denver, Colorado. Um, and the first one was opening up. And this is a huge deal to me. I love restaurants. Uh, they're romantic <laughs> to me. There's like this, like this fairy tale around them. And, um, and we were doing our grand opening and it was the night before we were doing our friends and family and we were having a celebration. I mean, we were just celebrating and I called her, I said, I just wish you were here. And she That's goes, I wish sweet. I was there too. And I said, what if I bought you a flight right now and you flew out tomorrow for the grand opening? She said, I would be there. So I did. Um, and she flew out. So it was about a little over three weeks after first starting talking and she shows up to Denver she has no clue what she's getting herself into. Um, I had like this event the morning of that day uh, at the strip mall. It was like, uh, it was for Capital One. Um, I used to be like an endorser for them. And so she shows up to that and she's like, she doesn't watch The Bachelor. Um, 
she really like it's i bet we've talked about the bachelor even in three years maybe like five times in our relationship like it never gets brought up it's never Mm -hmm. like a thing that we discuss and um and so like she shows up to like a line full of people and she's like this is the weirdest human that i've ever dated (laughs) um but she stayed with it do you think that's ultimately been good for your relationship that she didn't really know much about the show yeah i do i mean I think there's like two ways I could have gone if you like the show. So like one of the ways is you're like a super fan mm-hmm. and you would have just been like, you'd almost have this false image of me. You'd think like I'm this guy that wears suits and uh, <laughs> is super good at dating, you know, and that's just not like it. Like, or uh, you've watched the show and you probably have some like pains when you, like if we would have fall, like if somebody that liked the show and I was to fall in love with them, they were fall in love with me. Like then you remember me from that. You've like had to watch your, significant other kiss other people date other people mm-hmm. hang out with other people open up to other people and like that's just not healthy i don't mm-hmm. think like necessarily like i think this they, they would take a lot of is- like stuff to work through so like for jessica it's pretty easy it's pretty nice because she doesn't really know much about it um she doesn't really know my storyline on that and as a result like it never becomes like any type of like issue with us yeah i feel like it would just be a natural way to talk about exes way too much yeah <laughs> Just know way just too much about enough. them. We, yeah. we watch ABC sometimes and like there's always these random commercials, especially leading up to a season that gives like clips of the past shows. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm always in one of those and it's never something <laughs> that, I've got, that like that I think is that healthy for Jessica to see. So we'll be, we'll be on there just watching a show and all of a sudden this commercial pops up and there's my face and there's another girl and I'm like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, for me it would be more like you know, they always say you shouldn't compare yourself to other people, especially like the exes of someone that you're currently dating, but also after you date someone, when they're dating someone else. And it's like, yeah, that show is as, you know, as a woman, it's like, okay, what, there's 20 women that start dating you. It's like, so there's, there's 20 women I might be comparing myself against. Like that's brutal. You know, that can't be healthy. It It is brutal. And like those women are beautiful and mm-hmm. they're cool. And like you see the best sides of them and they're wearing these fancy dresses and they're always dressed in the nines and they're, they're doing their makeup well. Like, I mean, you know, yeah, it would be brutal. I can, it would be super unhealthy because, and like Jessica's a very confident woman, um, but she also has her insecurities just like anybody does. Mm-hmm. And um, when you start comparing yourself to everybody else and you always, you watch them on a show and you think that like their life is perfect and their life has it all together. And then you're sitting at home, like in your pajamas with your glasses on and you haven't brushed your teeth in two days or whatever it is, you know, you probably get down on yourself. And so, yeah, there's a benefit to her not having that comparison game um, as much as I would try to like, you know, reassure her that like there is no comparison. After having that kind of dating experience where, like you said, like everyone's absolutely gorgeous and interesting and dressed to the nines, how was it kind of assimilating back into normal dating life? Um, I feel like it was just like messy. Like, I feel like it was hard. Like you have to remember though, I was, I was engaged for, uh, close to two years, like 18 months post-show. Um, so I really didn't like assimilate back very quickly. Like that in itself was, had, had issues. That was hard. And it took some navigating a lot of, a lot of, uh, open discourse and a lot of us like working through pains that obviously led us to separate. Um, I believe for the better, she's married with a kid. So I'd say that's a pretty good win and I'm getting married <laughs> six weeks and I'm really happy. So I feel like um, there's a lot of mutual respect there now. There's a lot of pain probably in it. 
um, enduring it just like any breakup is. But now you look back and like, oh, that's like, I, I get why that happened in my life. I understand what, what I was learning. Um, and then once we broke up, uh, there was a good year, two years maybe between then and um, maybe a year um, and Jessica it was just more messy. There's a lot of still pain um, from believing that you're committing to somebody for the rest of your life and kind of putting up those, the, those walls and, and, you know, starting to enter into the fact that like, you're going to be a committed human that is getting married and then trying to turn that I'd say in a, in, a, in maybe a, like a weird way, like similar to like a divorcee, like, you know, well, all of a sudden you find yourself dating again. You never thought you would have to. And so that was hard. Definitely. So I'm curious, you obviously made the first move with Jess. Would you say yep. that your relationship has followed that course and that you're the one to initiate most things or has it changed a bit? I don't think she'd be mad at me for saying this a hundred percent. She is the type of human. I don't know if you know anybody like this where like, Hey, what do you want to do tonight? Whatever it is you want to do. And like the weird <laughs> thing about it is like, she means it. And like, that's okay. weird to me. Um, <laughs> the, most people don't mean it. <laughs> Yeah, she means it because like with me now, right, we're getting ready to get married. Like there's no, like there's impressing me, but like at some point you just kind of give that up, right? You're just like, no, I want to do what I want to do tonight. I'm going to tell you what I want to do. And if you don't want to do it with me, then I'm going to find somebody to do it with me. No, she's still just like really happy to hang out. Um, restaurants. Um, if, if we if we have a choice of restaurants, uh-uh. I know I'm not counting on her to make that decision. <laughs> um, and so I feel like, I'm having to get used to this. Uh, she's a little bit more, this is going to probably come off wrong, um, but you have to understand what I'm saying in the best ways. I love this woman dearly and she's the best part of me, like submissive. And the fact that like, she wants me to really lead her. Like she wants me to really like guide and direct and like, be like, Hey, I think this is best for us. And then like, I always want to hear what she has to say and I want to hear her input. And she's, if she feels strongly about something, she's very willing to share it, but she she would also be very willing to like heed to like what I believe is good. Um, if she doesn't really have an opinion on it. Yeah. I think like that's kind of her personality. She wants to kind of be, she wants me to like kind of say what I want. And if she does disagree, she can say it. If not, um, if she kind of just doesn't have an opinion, she just stays, you know, silent. I find most relationships are like that in general. Like it's one person is just more decisive and the other person's more like, eh, whatever you want to do. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, that's what I'm learning. I think when both people have really strong personalities, I could see where we have conflict. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I'm a little bit more like loud than Jessica and Jessica works really hard. And I don't want to say I don't, um, but I don't work like, like she's around people all the time. She's an esthetician. And so oh, all yeah. day she's talking to people and doing, so when she comes home, I think like it's almost comforting for her to be like, I don't really care what we do. I just don't want to do like to make any more like decisions. And it might be that like we sit and have dinner and she just says, Hey, like tonight we're just going to be quiet. I'm like, That's <laughs> like I got a fantasy football lineup to set. So yeah. I'm going to go do that. <laughs> for sure. I can't imagine. Yeah. That, that's a very social job. It's like a hairdresser. Do you think for you, it kind of falls into gender roles or do you think it's ever attractive or that there's a time when a woman can be the one to initiate things in a relationship and even the beginning of a relationship? Oh, I think, I think there's definitely, I think it's more just like personalities of humans. I, you know, my, my parents, I guess I was grown up, I grew up in a family where like both had very, like very equal amount of opportunity to speak their mind, to guide and direct, to share. They both had their own individual like interests and skill sets. 
that they brought to the table. There would never be um, anything inside of me that would feel like as a man, um, especially like, again, as I go back and like, I don't mean to keep bringing back to faith, but like as a Christian still, like I know what the church has done to kind of like push women aside. Like it's not a secret to anybody. Um, <laughs> oh, we and know, still yeah. like what I, what I mean is what I do know is that's never been healthy. It's never been good. It's never made anybody feel better about themselves. And so there's never a, a situation in me that's like, as the man, this is what I'm going to say and you need to follow. Like that feels so freaking weird to me and, and like semi-abusive, very manipulative. Um, I think it's more personality. Like what I'm learning in Jess is like, she doesn't feel any less than as a woman. She's a business owner. She's mm-hmm. a boss. She's a leader. Uh, she's a friend. She's a daughter. She's, a, you know, about to be a wife. She's just tired at night. And as a result, like, based on my personality, like I need to pick up some of that, you know, some of those things and do it for her. Or like, if she's asking me to make a decision, I'll make that decision. It's not because I'm a man at all. It's just based on who we are as humans. Yeah. I think it's definitely within each relationship, it's kind of figuring out what roles you fit into. And it's like, you know, they used to be old school gender roles and now they've just flipped more. Like I know plenty of men who they're the one who cooks dinner, like they're the better cook. So they're just like, I'm the better cook. So I'll cook. And you do the cleanup yeah. after dinner. And it's like, okay, no one's offended. No one's mad, yeah. you know? I need one of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just yeah, like, just I'm like, good at this and play to our strengths, you know? A hundred percent. Well, it's just the roles. Like, and that's the thing that I'm learning as like, I enter into a more committed relationship that like roles are important. Mm-hmm. You know, we shouldn't like, we shouldn't push aside roles. Like in a relationship, I need to know that Jessica uh, is going to be okay. Like if she says, hey, I'll sweep the floor. It's not because she's the woman of the house. It's because that's what she is cool doing. She likes doing it. She's good at it. And like, she'll have the time for it. And it doesn't involve her talking to me at night. Um, (laughs) You know, um, I cook often. Um, I say we cook about 50, 50, uh, but I'm also home all day. I work from home. And so Mm. like, there'll be a conference call. I throw my headphones on and I'll just sweep Um, because it's, it's semi relaxing. Like, but we need to know that like each of us are picking, uh, doing our equal things around the house and in our lives. Um, that's just like kind of being a team player, I, th- I think. And that's more of, it's like we're becoming a team. So how's this team going to look? For sure. Um, I'm curious, have you ever had a woman make a first move on you that you found attractive and can you share with us what it was? Yeah. I dated a girl between, um, Lauren and Jess that DM me, um, like direct messaged me and just said like, I don't think it was like that forward, but she was like, um, she was like very like we like that's how we sparked the conversation mm-hmm. i found it attractive um i think it's necessary at times like a lot of humans out there and like if, if somebody were, were to rec like if a woman were to recognize a guy on instagram or on a tinder or whatever it is uh then yeah go for it shoot your shot um i always found it attractive i never found it weird i definitely had moments where somebody would make a first move like um, when I was single and I'd find it weird, but I think we all have those moments where we like get home, we call our buddies, like you never guess what happened to me at the bar. <laughs> so, uh, oh yeah. Uh, we've yeah. all tried and failed and we're like, this yeah. might, this might be a fun way. And it's like, no, it's not. It's just interesting to me because like the bachelor franchise is truly, I almost feel like the most shoot your shot franchise because you're with however many people there, you know, there's no even ratio. And especially for like when there's one man, 
you know, you always see, you know, men or women get sent home and the person that's the bachelor or the bachelorette always is like, you didn't make any effort to talk to me. Like, yeah. you know, so it kind of like almost pushes everyone like you got to be shooting your shot a little bit on this show to even get FaceTime with the person you're trying to get to know. Definitely. I would say too, like when I was the lead, I remember you can read and you can do this in real life too. I think all your listeners probably agree. You, you can pretty quickly pick up on when people are trying too hard uh, yeah. mm-hmm. on the show. I remember there was many moments where like girls would be like, okay, we're, I'm not making any connection with Ben. So I'm going to just say all this stuff to him. Like, Hey, I'm really into you. Hey, I really like you. And oh. like, just to see if I would respond and be like, well, that's not true. Like, I know where we're at in our relationship. I'm like, slow down a bit. Like, mm-hmm. let's start at the beginning again. So I would say the best thing that ever happened to me on that show. And, and I learned a lot about dating um, on that show. You date a lot. Uh, <laughs> you, you, I mean, a ton. And uh, is more the authentic conversation, the genuineness, the openness to when you know, like there's a, those feelings coming up for somebody just to look at you and say, Hey, like, are you feeling this way? Cause this is how I'm feeling or, and no matter who they were, like just saying that, or like, Hey, I'm having an issue right now because like, it's not easy to watch you date other people. And the reason I'm having this issue is because like, in my mind, you're your mind, like those are, and like, I think that can transfer to real life where like just being more open to be more authentic and more genuine to not try to force something, but never be scared to be vulnerable in those moments with somebody to say, Hey, I'm going to open up a bit here. I'm going to open myself up to maybe being even hurt. I'm going to do this because the risk is worth it. Like that's where some magic happens. Uh, when you're, when you know that you could get hurt, but you're willing to risk it because you think it could be worth it. You know, your season, like speaking of vulnerability, your season, you're known for, um, telling both Lauren and Jojo, I love you. One, how was that to like watch back afterwards? <laughs> and then um, in your later relationships, and then obviously with Jessica, was it harder to get to that I love you milestone after having that experience? How was it to watch? I don't think I've ever watched it. Oh, really? Um, yeah, Good I don't think you. it's ever been. <laughs> Yeah, I think I stayed away from it. I think I knew it was coming, and I, I said, yeah, it's not really for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but no. Because like I still to this day and, and I just I get asked it quite often, like I don't regret it. Mm-hmm. I meant what I said. Um and I said it for a couple different reasons. Was it wise of me to say, like, should you say everything on your mind? No. And I think that's the lesson <laughs> I've learned. Is like there's some better things left unsaid. Um, and I've learned that now, right? That that hurt people in the process and it hurt my future relationships in the process, and that's not okay. But I meant it when I said it, meaning um, I cared deeply. I wanted them both to know that. I wanted them both to know that like this was really hard for me because of how great they were. And then I was hoping that like both of them would understand that. I don't know if either of them did. And I think that's fair. I think that's mm-hmm. okay. Uh, I think it was confusing, but it was true. Um, but I just, yeah, I think the, the lesson learned is like, hey, maybe I should have thought through the repercussions and the consequences of sending this, not only for the person I wasn't going to choose, but for the person I did choose. Now with Jessica, to answer that side, no. I mean, you know, give it time to heal. And it's just different. Um, with, with Jess, like there was never, uh, people ask me like, when did I know that I was, you know, that she was the one. And it's like, well, I don't know if there was a moment where I was like, Oh yeah, she's the one. It was just, I never doubted it. Like there was never like ever since our first date, I was just like, I'm, I'm into this human. I'm interested in this human, this human. I'm curious about this person. And then over time she became a great partner to me. And I hope she would say the same that I did to her over time. We just continued to 
um, build and build and build. And so there was never a doubt at the point in time where she, her and I finally started talking about engagement. It was like, well, yeah, of course. I just, yeah, let's do that thing. Like, let's get married. Um, so no, it wasn't, it wasn't hard for me. And, but it was a lot different than like, you have 40 days or whatever it is to, to meet somebody and fall in love. That felt a little more like confusing, especially mm-hmm. when there's other people involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's just funny, like, nowadays, though, if someone was to tell I love you to more than one person, I just feel like everyone would be like, maybe they're polyamorous. You know? yeah. <laughs> polyamory is a thing now, you no know way. what I mean? Yeah, yeah see what happens. Yeah. yeah, there might be one. There might be a future polyamorous yeah. bachelorette that's like, I'm picking both, and I'm allowed yeah. to do that. Would if... that be a twist at the end? Uh, it's going to happen That would be point. a twist. It has to, yeah. you know? Yeah. Everybody says, okay, I'm okay with it, and they move forward, and we all go, I guess this is where we're at. Yeah. And then it's the Ben Higgins apology tour of The Bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you know, we, right. we really beat him up for that. But now yeah. it's proven you can really just care for two people. Yeah. It's already happening. <laughs> happening, though. Like every season, right? You have somebody doing it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Wells Adams uh, recently came out. Uh, he's a good buddy of mine. Uh, I love Wells dearly. He's a sweetheart. He's dating the girl from Modern Family, right? They're getting married here. Like, oh, recently. yeah. That's crazy. Ooh. That's how I found um, out about Wells. I'm a modern family fan. <laughs> yeah, so am I. No, I met Sarah for the first time and I was like, I don't care if you're dating my buddy. Like, I'm still nervous. <laughs> um, but he uh, he came out and he said, I ruined, like, he he blames it all on me because everybody from um, from my season on has told two people they love him and or like that they're really into him or they're, they're conflicted. And like, it's true. You date too many people at once. Like, you're setting yourself up for that. Like, mm-hmm. let's not be crazy. Um, so more and more people are going to apologize to me and, and I deserve it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's also like, they're putting you in the most romantic settings Yeah, that it's like, yeah. it, it's, how does it not confuse you a little bit of, you're just like, I'm on a boat in Italy with this yeah. beautiful person who's nice to me. And yeah, I love him. Yeah. Well, you're great. also like looking at rings too. It's yeah. so like marriage is on the brain. So it's like, how are you not feeling that? Yeah, and just let's uh, let's add on that they're all very attractive, and so you're like, yeah, they seem great. They seem fun. <laughs> that too. Um, so when it was between you and Jessica, who said "I love you" first? Jessica did. Um, really? I was staying the night at her parents' house, um, and uh, we stayed in separate rooms. And I was in. She was like, kind of, I don't know, tucking me into bed or something. Um, she was, and she looked at me. And she said, "I love you." That's very. And sweet. I was shocked. Um, shocked Uh, it wasn't that long in I think it was like three months into our relationship and I looked at her and said I love you too and I meant it I was thrown off like I wasn't prepared for it and I wasn't necessarily like knowing it was going to happen I think she'd remember this because I think I remember it was super awkward we were driving to her parents house for the first time and uh, she said something like super cute and I said that's that's what I love about you or that's why I love you I think I said that's why I love you and she like I, I could, I like, I was like, oh, shoot. Um, <laughs> and I could see from the corner of my eye that I think she was like, oh. yeah. and I didn't say a word. I didn't say a word for the rest of the time. And then I think that sometime that week she said it. So I don't know. I, I would say, I, I think she said it first, um, but I slipped up. So basically uh, your current fiance, you know, didn't know about your past relationships really with the bachelor, but you were engaged to the girl from the bachelor for some time. So how did you go about, I guess, talking about that with Lauren when you started dating? Like, was it from the beginning that you opened up of, I was engaged to somebody, et cetera, et cetera? Oh, Jessica. 
I was engaged to Lauren. So the question is, how do I open that up to Jessica? Sorry, I messed that up. Yeah. I think how I remember it playing out is the fact that she already knew. Her mom had watched the show. Um, I think she had a pretty good idea. Like, you can Google it, right? We haven't talked about it often. I feel like there's still so much opportunity for pain there where like talking about exes hasn't felt like something necessary in our relationship too much. We've talked about like lessons learned, um, moments grown, uh, pains that have been felt, but they're also so different from our relationship together that like, it doesn't oftentimes feel appropriate or it doesn't feel like it would be helpful. It, it mostly feels like it would hurt. And so I don't remember really talking to her about it other than the fact that like, it just never was an issue. Like it never was like a pain point with her where she's like, you were engaged before. Like it just, it wasn't that ever. I don't remember ever feeling pressured to have to explain myself. I think that's really healthy that like your relationship is in the past because I mean, I'm sure we've all heard about other couples that just can't move on from something significant that, you know, one of their uh, partners like did, in the past and it's like that was kind of a different life for them yeah there's redemption in my story and in <laughs> jessica's story and in your story right yeah there is. i'd like to think so <laughs> <laughs> we're still trying to get there <laughs> i'm curious since since you do have one of the most like famous dms of all time your current relationship yeah. uh aside from i guess obviously like looking at someone's page and thinking oh they're really cute they're really attractive was there anything that really stuck out to you that made you be like I want to message this girl. I want to go on a date with this person. Yeah. Her content was like, I was in a place in life that I knew I, I, I didn't want to, like I had to make a decision. I was close to 30 and I was like, okay. Uh, and by the way, for anybody out there that's single, I'm, I love people that are single. Uh, I want you to know that being single is a great thing. It provides so much opportunity. <laughs> Have fun with it. Date, enjoy it. Soak it up. Um, being in a serious relationship or a committed relationship is beautiful in its own right, but it's different. Um, it's slower. Um, it's still exciting. You get to dig into one human and just get to explore who they are. And like, that's awesome. Um, but being single is so, so fun. So just know that like, there's a ton of value to that time in life, no matter how long it lasts. But I was 30 and I was getting, I had to ask myself the question, like, do I just want to eat or do I want to find somebody? And, so when I saw Jessica's profile, her bio spoke to me. I wanted a woman who shared uh, a similar faith uh, to me. I wanted somebody who felt like they were confident on their own, that like they didn't need me, um, that they were, uh, they were an independent, confident person um, who would help uh, guide me in my faith, who I could help talk to about my curiosities and my doubts. And her content just kind of spoke to that, her bio to her pictures. Um, and then I knew she loved her family and friends. Super attractive to me that somebody has a lot of friends, mostly because mm -hmm. I have a lot of friends and I want them to hang out with their friends so I can hang out with my friends. <laughs> and um, she was doing that. And I, I thought that was awesome. And I, 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 that, I, I wanted that. I remember those things standing out. Okay. So, I love that. <laughs> kind of along the lines of that, what advice do you have for people trying to slide into the DMs? Like how should they craft it? Um, so I think mine said this. Hi, don't ask how I know about you because that's just going to make this conversation weird. Um, if you're single and ever in Denver, I would love to take you on a date. 
if you're not single and if you're not interested, then just take this as a compliment compliment tonight to make your day tomorrow. That's and sweet. like, yeah, I feel like I was creepy enough. Uh, and then I kind of like subdued the creepiness with like a new like, hey, um, don't feel any pressure. And then I followed it up with like, but this is what I want you to get out of it. And so I think there's a format to this. I think you have to um, say just enough um, to clearly state your intentions. Don't just say, hello, how are you? Like, not going to work. Like, state your intentions, but know that there is some boundaries and some restrictions to what your t- intentions can be. Mm-hmm. You don't know this human. Um, you're messaging them for the first time. You can't tell them you love them or that you're going to marry them. It's going to be too much too fast. Um, and then at the end of it, I, I do think there's this like level of, and then just make sure the person knows, even if they ignore it, that like you found that like you want them to take this out of this mes- message. Like, mm-hmm. hey, if all else fails, just know that you're a very attractive human who stood out to me. Okay. Like what's the pain in that? Like you're causing no damage except to tell somebody that they're like, they've, they've caught your eye. Um, which I believe we should just do that more often in life. Like, just tell people they're catching your eye. Like, they stayed out to you. Mm-hmm. It's flattering. I also yeah. like that you gave um, you gave an out, and that's always yeah. my advice to male friends specifically. But a lot of times, just going, "Hey, I don't know if you're single," mm-hmm. gives them almost the excuse ready of like, "Okay, look, they might be single, but if they don't want to go out, they could just be like, oh, I am seeing someone,' but like, thank you, like that was very kind, <laughs> you know?" Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it, it helps. It's the collateral damage that you have to feel in yourself too. If they say they're seeing somebody, then they're you know no harm no foul. They're not saying that they don't want to be into you. Yeah. So you're kind of protecting yourself, which yeah. is half my battles in life. Exactly. <laughs> the other thing with the DM slides, make sure your profile is public. You have to. Yeah. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, I agree with that. There was uh, multiple times in my life where yeah, you'd be scrolling and you'd be like. Nope, can't do it. Um, but yeah, so make sure it's public. Yeah, that's easy. And and I liked a little tidbit you said. I mean, you use faith as an example, but I'm like, whatever you're into in general, have it out there. Like, I feel like so many people get nervous, like, and hide like a weird not not that faith is weird, but like a weird interest. Like, say you're into like Dungeons and Dragons or something that people label as weird. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, if you put it out there somewhere, that actually might catch someone's attention. Yeah. That's like, yeah. oh, oh, I wouldn't know that about this person. Like otherwise, yeah. Yeah, I mean, say it. Like, be weird. I think, <laughs> I think weirds in these days. Um, at least from everything I'm hearing. Well, it's also a talking point. You yeah. know, if someone doesn't know what to say to you, they can just hop on that. Yeah, just hop on the weird train. It's <laughs> worth it. Um, okay, so to wrap up, uh, we kind of do a couple questions here for all of our guests. So. Okay. In general, what would you say is the best piece of dating advice that you've ever received? Um, well, if I'm single, it was never stop dating. Like have weird dates. Uh, <laughs> like have weird stories. Just keep dating. Figure out what you're into, what you're not into. Like you said, like figure out if you're into the weird. Like you might be. Like explore it. Um, don't like don't hold back. If you're single, date. Just enjoy that season of life. If you're in a relationship. Um, when I, when I take Jessica on dates now, um, I've learned obviously like kind of what she likes and what makes her feel special. Um, but I want, what I want her to know in those moments is that like, she's the center of my attention, no matter what we're doing, um, that for that period of time in my life, um, I'm going to be where my feet are and where my feet are is committing to her, especially as my partner now forever is like, I am, you, you are all mine and I am all yours tonight. 
And, uh, and if we're going out to dinner, if we're at the zoo, um, this no moment is not about my phone or what picture we can take. What this moment is about is about you and I. And so I want to make sure that you feel that way and that you know it. Um, that's my secret to dating now is just to walk into these dates almost with like a mindset, like a game ready mindset of like, Hey, there's going to be a thousand things going through my mind. And what I need to do for this, these two hours, these three hours is to get my place, my mind in a place that is in this moment with this person that I love dearly. And that I want, that I want to know um, and feel that I like that, that I love them dearly. Um, so be where your feet are. That is so sweet. <laughs> yeah, I love that. So for our last question that we asked our guests are, can you remember a time that you shot your shot and was it a hit or a miss? Oh, many, I mean, yes, I've shot my <laughs> shot many times. Team. Um, I've, I've had a lot of misses. Um, so have I've we, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. People say I've women don't shoot. We shoot. That's for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm proud of you. Keep shooting. <laughs> Never stop shooting. You only need one uh, to go in. Everybody True. says. Um, yeah. Oh gosh, team. I, I mean, I've shot my shot. I, I was, I was feeling myself after the show. Um, you know, after uh, the Bachelorette, before I was announced as the Bachelor, and so I was messaging people when I was the Bachelor. Then I was obviously in a relationship, but after that ended, I was doing. I think I messaged Selena Gomez at one point in my life. Oh um, <laughs> yeah. I want to look back and see what I said. Um, there yeah. are so many think times that I haven't been responded to. Um, so many awkward probably messages that people have denied. The problem with me now, though, is like back in the day, I could have done that. And people have been just like, who's this creepy Ben dude that's trying to message me? Now, when I was doing that, like I had to also know that like people like that could become a headline. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, so-and-so admits that Ben Higgins messaged him. So I'm glad I'm not doing that any longer. Um, that's what happens to Lizzo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's right. Um, so, but uh, yes. Uh, many uh, individual stories, I would say just like when you shoot your shot and it doesn't work, mostly that, that's not even a story. That just means you don't get anything back. You see like, hey, scene. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. It's the uh, worst. <laughs> yeah. The one that obviously I would say worked was was Jess. She responded. So my life will forever be better because of it. Yeah. So keep your profiles public, tag locations. You never know. <laughs> you never know who will find you and message you six months later. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Uh, do you have anything else you want to add? Uh, I think that's it. Just thank you so, so much for coming on. This has been great. Uh, everyone can follow Ben at Higgins.Ben. Uh, thank you so much for coming on. This was so awesome. Hey, thank you all. Great yeah. to talk to you both. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, so much fun. And uh, you guys can find us at Shooters Gotta Shoot Pod. And I'm at Sparica with two A's. And I'm at the Guaca underscore Molly. And we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye.